Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today Lizzie, Joey, and I are going to be visiting with Officer Holt again. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us as we look into God's special book, the Holy Bible. Breakfast of Champions. I could have my pitcher on an ice cream box. Joey, you're slurping that ice cream cone and you got it all over your face. That's a terrible thing to say to someone the first thing in the morning. Don't you ever eat cereal or eggs or toast or bacon? Joey, you're slurping and crunching that ice cream cone and it's driving me nuts. Hey, Lizzie, you're not old enough to drive. And besides, I wake up feeling sad. And I go away feeling great after I eat my ice cream cone. From Turkey Hill Farms, the famous ice cream factory in Pennsylvania. That's the usual response. Of course this is all the fault of the Turkey Hill Farms ice cream factory, I suppose. Good morning, Officer Holt. I see you're on the early morning shift today. You've got that right, Peanut. Say, aren't you going to introduce me to your new friends? Oh, of course, Officer Holt. I'm sorry. Joey, Lizzie, I'd like you to meet Officer Holt. He patrols our neighborhood every day. Joey and Lizzie spent the night at our house. Well, hi there, Joey and Lizzie. I'm very glad to meet you both. Are you attending Mr. G's Bible study? Yes, Officer Holt. Yes, sir. We were getting ready to walk over to Mr. G's, right, Peanut? Oh, no, I almost forgot. Come on, we need to hurry or we'll be late. Well, I'm so glad to hear about that. You know, it's the best Bible study for kids in New Garden that I know about, and I pray that God will open our eyes to the wonderful truths in His Holy Word, the Bible. Say, why don't I walk over there with you? It's on my beat anyway. Thank you. Hey, I forgot Muddly Puddly. Can I go back home and get him? Who's Muddly Puddly? He's my pet pig. You won't have enough time to go back and get him, Joey, or we'll be late. Oh... Okay. Joey, I've never seen anybody, adult or child, ever tear into an ice cream cone like you're doing. Tell me about it, Officer Hope. Why, honey, does that really bother you, Lizzie? Bother me? No, whatever gave you that idea. I just want them to stop it. Do you hear me, Joey? Stop it, please. Officer Hope, is it a crime to slurp and crunch an ice cream cone? No, I don't believe there is a law on the books that says it's a crime to slurp and crunch an ice cream cone. But it does seem to really upset Lizzie. Then what's wrong with it? It makes me happy. So what's really wrong with it? I can answer that, Joey. What's wrong with it? No one else does it quite like you do. (sighs) 
I'm sorry, Turkey Hill Farms Ice Cream Factory. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. No more gazing at your doors, longing to enter past the sign that says, Do not enter. Past the factory workers, wearing masks so they have the cleanest ice cream factory in Pennsylvania, across the USA, and around the world. That's it. I'm through. I'm finished. No more ice cream for me. <laughs> Just kidding. kids. Come on in, Officer Holt. What a pleasant surprise. I know you're on your beat, but would you like to step in for a cup of coffee? My, the wind is really picked up. Wow, it sure has. Maybe I will come in. I can never turn down a good cup of coffee, Mrs. G. Great. I just finished baking some brownies for the kids after we have the Bible study. I'll get the coffee and the brownies and some ice cream from Turkey Hill Farms. It's our favorite. It's really getting windy out there. Looks like we're going to have a storm. I can even feel the house shaking. Oh, hi there, Mr. G. Hi, Officer Holt. I couldn't help overhearing your conversation with Mrs. G about the weather. Actually, the sound of the wind is very fitting for our Bible lesson today. It is? What are we going to be learning about, Mr. G? It's about the parable in Matthew 7 and in Luke 6 about the one house that was built on the rock and one that was built on the sand. Oh, yes, that's a very profound parable. I guess Peanut, Lizzie, and Joey all know what a parable is. Let's see. It's an earthly story. Uh, I know with the heavenly meaning. That's right, Joey and Lizzie. I suppose Mr. G is going to tell us when the storms came and the wind blew, only the one house remained, the house that had been founded on the rock. And we know that the rock is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. You're correct, Officer Holt. But first, let's look at our new memory verse. It's a very important verse in the Bible about the Bible itself. It's Hebrews 4, 12. Would you like to read it, Peanut? Sure, Mr. G. Hebrews four twelve. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Even though this is our memory verse, we're going to focus on another verse for our lesson today that also has to do with the Bible itself. Peanut, are you ready to recite the verse you've been working on? I think so, Mr. G. It's 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Does anyone know what this word inspiration means? I think I remember, Mr. G. Doesn't it mean mouth, uh, like, like out of God's mouth? You're very close, Peanut. It means God breathed, literally, and it is only used once in this verse in Greek in the New Testament. But what does God breathe mean, Mr. G.? Lizzie, God breathe is a mix of two Greek words. 
Peanut probably remembers that I've taught you that God used the Greek language to write the New Testament. Theos is one of the Greek words, and it means God. And from theos, we get our English word theology, which means the study of God. The other Greek word is noustos, which in English means to blow, and is used in the entire New Testament once and only in this verse. Do you mean like on a really cold day you can blow and see your breath, Mr. G? Yes, you're right, Lizzie. The word for blow is used seven times in the New Testament, so we can gain real insight into how God uses this Greek word in the Bible. This word blow is also used in the parable about the one house that was built on the rock and the other on the sand. Peanut, why don't you, Joey, and Lizzie? Take two verses each to read the story in Matthew seven twenty-one through twenty-seven for all the boys and girls listening at home. Okay, Mister G. Matthew seven twenty-one through twenty-two. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Okay, Joey, do you want to take the next two verses? Sure, Matthew seven twenty three, through twenty four, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. You're next, Lizzie. Okay, Matthew seven twenty-five and twenty-six. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Good job, kids! Thank you. Why are there two houses, Mister G? Well, the two houses represent two kinds of people: wise people and foolish people. We just read in Matthew seven twenty-four. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Which built his house upon a rock. What's a wise man, Mister G? Lizzie, in the Bible, a wise man is often referred to as a true believer. On the other hand, you just read in verse twenty-six of Matthew seven, and every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. I think a foolish man is somebody who is not going to heaven. You're on the right track, Joey. A foolish man is a person who doesn't believe the Bible. Mister G, my teacher Mrs. Smith told me there's a spiritual meaning of building a house in the Bible. Mrs. Smith is correct, Peanut. The Bible has much to say about building a house, but we do have to compare Scripture with Scripture in order to understand what the Bible says about this subject. How do we do that, Mister G? We have to compare the idea of building a house on the sand or on a rock with other verses in the Bible, Lizzie, such as Psalm one hundred and twenty-seven, verse one, 
except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. But why do we do that, Mr. G? Well, God tells us in 1 Corinthians 2.13, Lizzie, that this is how he wants us to study the Bible. Only God can lead us into truth. That is why we must pray for God to open our spiritual eyes. What is the spiritual meaning of building a house anyway, Mr. G? Good question, Peanut. When God talks about building a house, he's not talking about a house like you and I live in. We know this from looking at another verse, Acts 7:49. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? God is too big to fit in a house, even a mansion, right, Mr. G? I think you get the idea, Joey. Then what kind of house is God building, Mr. G? Is it a spiritual house? Yes, you're right, but what kind of house is that? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm stuck. Well, let's see if I can help. God is concerned about building a spiritual house, which is the eternal church. We can't see this eternal church because it's invisible, but all true Christians are in it. The eternal church is the house that God has built or established upon the rock. And who did we say the rock was? Is it the Lord Jesus? Excellent, Lizzie. Can you read 1 Corinthians 3.11? Sure, Mr. G. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Boys and girls, let's listen to the song about the books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, they were kings. First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, and Psalms, and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, and Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Well, boys and girls, it looks like the storm has ended, and so has our lesson for today. What a privilege I've had to hear this Bible study about the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our rock. 
We hope you enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International and care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!